My name is Brock, and this is the Dungeon Master's Toolkit Podcast. Okay, I am going to talk about the Session Zero that I ran, and it turned out way better than I had planned. One of the other episodes that I have done, we talked about, and I'll, I'll find the link for it and put it in the show notes, and I have another one that's going to be coming out that's going to go more in-depth with this. But I talked to somebody that, or I've talked to several people that have done collaborative world building and making the worlds with the players so that the players have a little bit more buy-in to the world itself and the, you know, the overall story that's happening. And so the, the precursor to this is the Halloween one-shot that I ran, Blackwood Manor which that episode has already released. You can go and listen to that one if you want kind of the precursor to what's happening. But from there, the game is moving from in-person to online, to Foundry, because because of geography, mostly. So due to geography, things are moving online. So this session zero was more about getting the characters from you know physical character sheets into Foundry and letting the players navigate and move around and just kind of learn how to use the system before we jumped into a full-fledged session. So the game started out with the characters, getting them all set up. There were some some tweaks to some of the characters. I just let them, some of them changed classes and I just let them retcon it and just say, you know what, I don't care about the story. We'll just pretend that you were in the last session and that you were the same person even though you weren't and it's fine. So that way we could just kind of keep moving forward with the momentum that we had of the session. So then the next thing that I did was I wanted to have the players be able to have a part in creating the world map. I'm hoping, I was hoping that this would give them some more buy-in to the world and just be more interested. So what I did was, I actually did this in Owlbear Rodeo. I set up a bunch of little note, note, tabs, note, sticky notes, and populated a bunch of generic fantasy locations. You've got the forest, you've got the green meadows, Cold Ridge Peak, Emberdeep Mines, Logging Camp, River Crossing, Riverside Trading Post. And then I had some city districts for the Dukes, the Dukes like large city, the Dukes Keep, the Harbor District, and the Market District. And then what I did was I gave the players two of their own sticky notes that they could write whatever kind of interesting location down that they wanted and I wasn't sure how they were going to do with this I didn't know how interested they were in creating their own location I had told them to think about this coming into this session but I didn't really get a whole lot of response so I didn't know what the interest level was there they ended up using chat GPT uh, I think all of them did all three players use chat GPT to come up with some different locations based on largely based on what their characters either where they were from or places that their characters would probably want to go one of the first moments when i knew that this was working for this group was that they started asking for more sticky notes so i had to give them more sticky notes because they just they were just spilling out ideas which was great so some of the ones we got whispering willows the horned hearth we got uh, Steam Haven, Hobgoblin Catacombs, Iridescent Falls, Gemstone Grotto, Carnival of the Astral Ring, which is a floating carnival on like a floating ring thing. 
um, Defeating Prophecy Murals and the Amethyst Academy. So this was the first section as they came up with these extra locations and were able to kind of, basically they copied a bunch of their notes and stuff into Discord and I just copied those and throw those back into my Notion page so that I have those for later when I'm doing some more world build it, building and stuff. The second kind of piece of this puzzle was to have them then take all of those sticky notes and arrange in a way to, to build a map, a local map of the area, of the realm. And this too, this actually ended up going better than I had planned. So they they kind of took they took it and ran with it and they kind of ignored some of my initial things, which was fine. This was great. Uh, this was a great result. But what my original intention was on a lot of these tiles I had put different borders. So like hills, rivers, mountains, forest, whatever, kind of on the each side of the tiles of the sticky notes. And my intent was you'd have a, a square, a bunch of square tiles and you'd kind of match them up like a puzzle. And then you'd have, you know, a, a semi-square or square-based map to go with. We threw that idea got thrown out. I, If I did this again, I would not put the borders on it. I would just name the sticky notes and have that be the end of it. Because they organized them kind of geographically in ways that made sense anyways without paying attention to those those borders. So that's the first change I would make. The second thing they did was they started resizing a lot of the different tiles. Some they made super big, some they made a lot smaller, and then they they even layered a lot of the tokens. So or a lot of the tiles. So like the Blackwood Forest became huge, the stinking marsh and the whispering willows got placed inside of the forest, as well as the logging camp. And then there are even some smaller ones that kind of over overlapped those places. And we have a very oddly shaped map. That's probably just one of the... It's not a complaint. It's just kind of hard from like a drawing. Like turning it into an actual map drawing is a little bit difficult because it's kind of wonky shaped. That's okay. My sister, when we were doing this, even said, you know, Brock, this is what you get for letting us have control over this part of the game. And I was like, nope, this is... It's not what I thought was going to happen. But this is exactly the consequences or the the result that I'm looking for. I wanted them to be invested and to make the map their own, which they very much did. And they ended up building out this map. So over in the course of, I don't know, an hour, 30 minutes to an hour, they had made their tokens or their tiles and placed them and rearranged them and discussed different things about them. One of the questions that came out was, you know, we have a lot of spots that are you know, it's kind of wonky shaped. It's not necessarily fully defined. Is it possible that there are more locations out there that we just haven't discovered yet or that aren't like commonly mapped yet? To which I said, yes. Uh, as we explore, if there are more locations on the edges or we need a new thing, you know, we can kind of fill in space around and just say that those places are more or less unexplored or dangerous or whatever, which is great. And then one of the other comments that came through was, Despite the fact that we can find new locations, they kind of felt like with the map that we did build, we could probably play in this world for like a several year long campaign and not run out of interesting places or things to do because of, I don't know, I want to say because of how large it is. It doesn't even feel like it's that large when I'm looking at it, but I, I agree. I think that I could run several different campaigns in this world. I think I could run several different campaigns in this world 
and not really run out of things to do. And I think one of the one of my favorite parts about it is a lot of the bigger chunks of this map are things that the players themselves placed in the world. So I know that if and when we get to go to those places, they're going to be really excited to see something that they had a hand in creating. And I'm also asking leading questions for them too. So I wasn't planning on there being another like super large metropolis in the area. But now we have the Steam Haven, which sized up to be about the same size as the Duke's city. But they're on opposite corners, naturally. One is in the northwest corner and one is in the southeast corner. And so, you know, one of the main questions was, are they allies? Are they enemies? Are they neutral? Are they just trading partners? You know, kind of what's the, like, political dynamics there? Uh, and so you have to ask a couple questions about that. And as the game continues and as I continue to do more prep, I will continue to ask my players for the pieces that they created. You know, what what is certain information about those locations, you know, that I can use to incorporate into the world? Because they came up with the locations, I want them to have some ownership of the lore and stuff behind it. Whether or not the characters know about it is a different story. So from there, I have taken the map and I've used some AI tools. Bing Image Creator and the Chat GPT Dolly 3 just to create some like map tokens map art and throw it all together on kind of a I don't know it's it's like a thrown together sketchbook sketch art stickers map tokens type type map so it looks kind of cool it's not coherent the styles are all a little bit different between the different pieces but I think it helps give it a little bit of a visual didn't take super long to do and I could customize it without really doing a ton of work from a like trying to learn incarnate or or one of the other tools to make like a really nice looking fantasy map so that, that's been fun for me too to to just get some inspiration it's almost like a what do you call it it's like a vision board of like concept or that's just slapped together on top of a fantasy parchment background so that is where we're at that is probably what we will use as the map for the large part of the campaign just for visual references. It should be fun. I'm looking forward to the next uh, couple of sessions and seeing how this sandbox style game plays out. So questions, feel free to hit me up on Discord and let me know.